0: Welcome to Tune Junkies, my name is Chris. My name is Nick. And we are here with the last ensemble of Skies Beneath Us. Yo. This
1: is the first time we're doing this interview. Oh, yeah. definitely. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Yeah, this most
2: definitely is
3: not the second time <laughs> that we're
0: doing this. Oh my gosh. So we want to go around and give your name so we know who's all here.
1: Uh, start Parker? Or
4: <laughs> uh, I'm Parker. I play guitar. I'm Dan, and I barely played bass in the band. I'm Mitch, and I kind of play drums. Patrick, play guitar. Johnny, vocals.
0: All right. Nick, podcast. Shut up.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, where are we picking up from? I know in the first episode, well, I actually don't remember where we ended well, off in that. but.
4: Um, I figured the best way to do this would be to do the change in sound of the band, going from the metalcore years, if you will, onto deathcore, and I think the best... Start stop point of that would be when Parker entered the band. So I think that's about what, where we ended on the first one.
2: Yeah. was when Parker came in.
4: So I think the last thing that would have happened before this would be that uh, Jared Fisher left for the military, correct? And that's what uh, started us off on this. Fair so, enough. Um, I guess we'll start with that. We'll start with uh, how it came to be that Parker joined Skies Beneath Us.
3: Oh, I remember. And in about 2013, in the middle of the summer, John Dodd made a phone call to me in the middle of the night. I was just hanging out with a bunch of friends at a bonfire. And I was like, all right. I don't know how he even got my phone number. But he's like, yeah, this is John. And he's like, you still play guitar? And I told him that, yeah. And he asked for me to come and try out in Bremen. And I remember... I brought all my stuff, and I pretty much just played warm-up riffs to start trying out. And after I played some warm-up riffs, they were like, you have the spot if you want it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I joined, and pretty much after I joined, I learned three of the songs that
4: they had originally, and then we just started writing right Mm -hmm. away. And, And obviously during this time, they'd still be doing songs off of the... Full DP that uh, oh, would have had, like, uh, uh, The Past Never Fades Away, not, mm-hmm. Shall not Lie, songs like that. Songs I don't remember anymore. <laughs>
5: songs
4: uh, I never
3: learned ever. Songs I, I learned. one playing. riff. <laughs> um, and Parker's first show was at the Refuge Yeah. Yeah, my first show was uh, the last show that the Refuge played in Elkhart on Tiger Road 4. Shout out Nick Bliss.
6: Yeah, Tony Nick Bliss. Bliss. And Tony Bliss.
4: Now, you guys said that was the last show at the Refuge? Is that yep. right? Yeah. So his first show was
3: the last show. Well, <laughs> way to close it out, bud. <laughs> and I just remembered it was my first show I'd ever played in front of people. And there was like 600 or more people <coughs> looking at me in, in hot shorts that potentially rip every show. <laughs> well, I was wearing skinny jeans. I was oh. skinny
5: jeans. Shit, this so, was the skinny part? This is when
7: I was a skinny fat ass. Oh. <laughs> I guess it's a TVMA, uh, interview, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
7: Badass is that okay, yeah, it's like No,
0: it, this is bad. not a family I mean, show. If,
1: if you're referring to yourself, I guess it's fine I, I to guess say. The ads, <laughs> since we to back, you call me right? ass <laughs> I'd probably get really sad. But 200 so plus, you're cool. I like,
4: get the fuck over. It. So they a, <laughs> Shit,
1: I was late. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so
4: they played a series of shows. Now uh, that Parker had joined the band, uh, anywhere from you know, first shows of the Refuge, then several shows of the Note. Um but then, so why don't we talk a little bit about uh, the process, if you will, of writing the self-titled DP. <laughs> I remember so, the, I very, the, the very first song we wrote as I entered the band
3: was Horseman. And it all started off of. Just playing stupid breakdown riffs. <laughs> They're bouncy and turn around. Don't don't look until it until it hits. Yeah. Mitch Mitch was like, "That's heavy. Can we play with that?" <laughs> and I showed it to Pat, and we just kind of Pat Donahue, not Pat Donahue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to try to be as clear. Donahue it can be. We just we started playing line. heavy breakdown riffs, and that kind of just started forming the sound of tune our guitars a bunch lower and mm-hmm. play breakdowns.
6: Don't delete that.
0: <laughs>
3: I just to go fuck myself. I guess. Yeah. Okay,
0: <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get anything done today.
3: I'm sorry. Guys. Yeah,
1: what is going on?
4: <laughs> What's going on is that like, you were fucking late. <laughs> <Okay>. That's true. I <laughs> that was, that was late. All right. Let's get serious. Cool. So anyways, it it starts with riot enforcement, but primarily then. Mostly you and Pat writing guitar parts and then Mitch helping helping in that process as well. And Ryan trying to help write and not
3: working out. He
6: did yet. try. I was
0: going to omit that
3: part, he but tried okay. so hard. <laughs> He no, tried. So. Chances that Ryan listens to this is zero. So And
0: Ryan was the old bass player, right? Ryan was yeah. the
3: old guitar player turned bass player. Turn oh, okay. Bass. Right, right, right. right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah. And... Uh, in his ways, I guess. <laughs> this is a nice way to say it.
4: But yeah, after all the music would be written, then John would write <laughs> lyrics over the top, and then as as more editing took place, finally the five songs for the EP finally came together. And uh, I think you guys recorded it all at IOSB then, right?
3: Yeah. Yep. It took a long time, man. Because I remember the second song we wrote as a band was Divots, and that song, I'm not proud of it, but it felt like it took three months to write one song, and that was painful. Yeah, it was one of those things where nothing sounded right and it was like we put so much work into a song that we liked parts of and then there was it was just like we didn't know how to make parts of it come together mm-hmm. and it just felt like a lot of the times the song felt broken and but everyone liked it apart from like one person in the band
0: yeah that was my favorite of your guys <laughs> song Divots. Divots. the song yeah. we're talking about.
6: I didn't like the that vetoes. song yeah. for the longest time. Till I made yeah. that one, I didn't like it. But then I think when Actually when you came in And like, like It was like a fresh revision mm-hmm. But everyone hated that part And then uh, Really? I mean Well Fuck all <laughs> I never had any qualms with that. that was always my favorite So I oh, I just wasn't a fan Because I, I didn't I didn't think it was the right direction Didn't it originally have mm. seen? Um, yeah, The Pat. ending did No, no is that The ending Pat did Pat was supposed to do it, right? No. It, yeah, did there was a piano part seen, at yeah. the
2: end Yeah Where Pat sang some Wait, that's blind. Possession That's Possession that's Oh,
7: shit yeah, that's the one that well, I've had to, to lead do. over the end where there would have been singing but, Yeah. Uh,
5: mm.
7: Oh, no, Divots Yeah, we're all confused. It's been like, I don't know, a year. <laughs> to Divots, try to was, play Divots is a metalcore song. <laughs> it's it's a playing, I, I know. Know. bam bam know. Oh, yeah.
1: mm, mm. I right now.
7: Yeah, I used to
6: think that song was hard to play. But it got better. I, did. I didn't like it at first, but after <laughs> about a year, I liked it. You get used to it.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> always interject us whenever we talk about Divots. It was the most boring fucking song to play. Oh, oh. All I did was play open. Well, like, the new so played great great. and you play yeah, open the entire show. it That was annoying as hell. That's how that, I learned it. That was oh. your own fault because
3: we ha- we tracked bass for that and if you guys you, t- you used yeah, to play part it part like chart. that because you couldn't play the riff. Oh. <laughs> I could absolutely pick
1: Dang. That. Dang. I think I'm starting to figure out why you guys aren't a fan. No, that's not it. Because I was late. That's just the normal It's because I was Light.
4: you guys had recorded it at iosb at this point this would be uh, one of the earliest things i can remember being like a crack in the band if you will because the uh process to get it produced and engineered oh my god took forever yeah i guess when we were recording it it took pat donahue a
2: while to get it set up um we this is his first try. To be fair,
1: yeah. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair.
2: Yeah. Letter Kenny, watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Pat Don he was working with Mike Kenway, um, and there's a lot of issues with uh, Kenway getting files to make some master everything because Pat kept fucking up files.
0: Mm. And he kept going, I don't know what's going on. God damn it, Donahue. Was he
6: trying to edit the the files beforehand?
0: No,
2: we don't know. And then send them to production? No, he just never, I I don't know. I I don't really know what exactly he did, but Kenway kept telling me, (laughs) I never got files from Pat, you know, or if I did, they were like broken and like messed up. Hmm. So we had to like go back in and fix them and stuff and then finally we got it and then it took a lot longer than it needed to Yeah How long did
6: it actually take like four months?
2: We recorded in November and December and then we didn't get everything back until like, like February? Oh, like No, it May was like, like It was like almost May yeah. Yeah. Really? I had I joined the band uh, And it's still We, and, uh, we uh, had the seed done. We had the seed done first in December and that was the song that we recorded that we had as a As a single and then we were like yeah we like how this sounds you know we're gonna go with Mike Hilley to make some master it. and uh and then it just for whatever reason the next like four songs just took it, it was almost like one month per song to have them get done Jesus yeah, it, oh dude, yeah, it was it was a, it a fucking really nightmare. A like we never even had an EP release show for it. Because, <laughs> no, we just we, we hit a point. It was just like, well, it, it's it's done, and it's been like almost two years since we wrote half of this shit. We might as well just you know get over it and throw it out.
4: Speaking of which, uh, during this point, right before everything comes out, a single for the seed had been released and a music video that place at the theater in Napanee, mm-hmm. where you guys had shot it, and one of Pat Donnie's friends from school. Yeah. Shot the video.
1: That's right. theater. that's that old church, right? Yeah. It mm -hmm. was a church. It was
2: um, Noah Sims, his dad. It was a school at one point, and his dad actually bought it, I think, and then he turned it into a church, or or, uh, like a group of people bought it, Mm -hmm. and since his dad was the pastor he had access to the gym and
0: their youth room and stuff To there were a lot of good shows at that spot i like that spot i
1: only went to one that was like the christmas one i think it was the last show it probably was i remember we had
3: a practice there and i had this abscess on the back of my arm oh yeah oh yeah for three weeks
0: oh my god
3: and i had to go into a hospital and (laughs) get it burned shut are you serious yeah, it was, I had to cauterize the wound because it just would not stop. Oh my God. I had to get it cut out of my arm. Yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. I remember I bled all over the fucking church. <laughs> like a deep yeah. pocket kind of deal. Man, Ew. Awesome. Ew. It, was, uh, it was like, you ever watched Dr. Pimple Popper? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have to now. You've never seen Dr. Pimple. Do you watch
7: your pimple, 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 pimple <laughs> videos every
5: day. <laughs> 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 it's
3: a weird video I to watch. I'm like, whatever, dude. I'm going to go It was one of those. Had to be cut out. <laughs> and they biopsied it and they called it a pregnancy tumor and it made me mean, feel like what? I feel, like <laughs> I feel like you're lying no that's what it was called it was called a pregnancy tumor <laughs> what? I don't know the actual medical term for it you my wife does they said pregnant They say typically
2: pregnant women pregnant get these p- kind of
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, he was pregnant like, with a food baby. I love this so much. <laughs> was, yeah, normally pregnant women get it, but I got one on my arm. That's <laughs> you so funny. To laugh
2: because you were fucking late. Oh <laughs> my god. You
1: Need to add something else. <laughs> so no. Uh,
4: so anyways, we do finally right around. Um, uh, EP finally gets back to us, but yeah. before we get there, so one real big uh, splinter in the band uh, Ryan was somewhat trying to help with the EP, but then, kind of not really, he wanted to stay with the original sound that Skaz Mankos had that had kind of brought it to its popularity point. Which was a Christian metalcore band. Mm. And then we were...
0: And then we weren't.
2: Happened that quick. <laughs> it was like a year. Then we started hailing Sithis.
5: I know
7: you. I know who you are. (laughs) Parker you're like a real life fucking Hank Hill, dude. I swear to God.
2: Damn it, Bobby. I I got a sense of humor. I I laughed at Tony Danza. i down to the river. I I remember hearing from I'm okay, dad. Damn it, Bobby. (laughs) Wow. Damn it, Bobby. I told you not to go take Ladybird down to the river. I'm okay, (laughs) dad. <laughs> you are,
5: you
0: you are, are fucking free. Bobby,
2: dude. You shake your head and you'd be Bobby, No, Bobby
0: Hill. I don't know you. <laughs>
2: No, no, dude. Fucking know. if Steve O'Donnell shaved his head, he oh my like, god, <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, we have like to leave exactly that part like in him.
6: there. All right, we'll leave it. This was Bobby Hill
4: wearing him when he turned around. Fucking he said cargo Hills beneath us. Did he say Hills. princess? <laughs> but anyways, uh, so, ar- around this time in particular, Ryan would. I remember hearing from Bandmates saying that he would ask to, you know, tune back up go back to six strings all the Um, time E standard
0: he wasn't accepting of the change
4: I believe the I believe the album before or the EP beforehand it was tuned to like uh, drop Drop, B or something like that drop B drop B and the music that we were that they were writing at this point was uh, drop G sharp tuning so significantly lower this is gonna sound a little bit more like deathcore or like melodic deathcore, I guess you can call it. Melodic,
5: melodic.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like uh, but that. he wasn't really kind of accepting of the change. I think at one point or another, when Jared got out of the military, he wanted Ryan wanted Jared back in the band. That was a big fiasco
3: because he was basically all but saying "fuck me," yeah. and Ooh. was like, "Yeah, I want Jared back in the band, and I want to go back to playing guitar." Yeah. Yikes! And he said that at a show with me right next to him. And that's when I just started not liking Ryan very much in that time of the band. And you know, I was like, well, if it's either me or you, if that's going to be the case. It's a
0: solid reason to not like somebody.
3: <laughs> you guys remember that? I do. Um, a voodoo. <laughs> it was voodoo. It was at The Refuge. It was at my first show. Was it really? Yeah. Right,
4: oh, crap. At, right after Those Who Fear Played. Have oh, but uh, yeah, but uh, the, this this, is in this whole thing eventually uh, culminates into Ryan John. stopping right. uh, or uh, not playing a song or a certain certain songs in the band, but in particular the, the seed. seed. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't necessarily be that he would just walk off stage per se, but he would either like unplug his bass and then pretend to play, or hmm. shut off his bass and pretend to be playing it. So. Uh, things so like what's just the point to, of doing
1: that if you're gonna pretend no, you don't fucking
4: know? I would I would assume to save face in particular, just so people don't know, like. So there's like, no reason it's like to draw a secret a
1: protest scene. that you know about, but yeah. everybody else didn't. Yeah. Hmm.
4: At least he didn't pull like a Jay Cutler
3: thing in the NFL, like if no, he crying. didn't want to play a show, <laughs> or if he didn't want to play a play, he would stand on the field.
7: Huh. Break Please your do left toenail and fucking. No, oh,
4: we can't play. i probably want to
1: football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about.
4: it. I'm a long suffering Bears fan. I know all. Hey, I like Cutter. Hey, and I'm <laughs> a
1: long prospering Patriots fan. So. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, well, hey, our is in
6: jail. Okay, Jesus. we don't need a second one here. He's not even in jail, in jail for anybody for the things that nobody cares about. Like everybody just cares that he pissed on someone. That's
0: I'm going to piss he's on piss you. on <laughs>
6: <dangers. laughs> dude. You know? dude. I mean, Bill Cosby's in prison, dude. Like, yeah, but he's getting, you know, he's getting conjugal visits, dude. Like, he's yeah, getting his ass sucked from front to back.
7: <laughs> See, we go from what? like writing and Here's like people point. talking <laughs> shit to like Bill Cosby. This
4: yeah.
1: is like Bill Cosby. I mean, Whack. or whack. the seed. Um, so, yeah.
4: <laughs> so, so, anyways, he's he's really not uh, playing playing the songs anymore, and obviously that's going to be a real big problem going forward. Because I mean, if he's just going to do that, then why have him around? Um, so they start they start looking around for uh, somebody to replace him, and that's kind of where I, I show up into this whole equation. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I was the only person that they discussed, but um, we had one other dude.
6: Who was that? You were uh, the only one to actually come and try out. Well, uh, Sharra came a
2: couple Shira. times. Did he? Yeah,
6: I, I never met him. Um, He's
7: one of the jazz players. I thought you did.
2: No, no. Um, he, I don't know, but he played bass. He was he was friends with Pat Donahue, so we were like, you know, he knows how to play bass. He's got a bass and a an amp, I guess. So.
0: <laughs> those are the qualifications of being in a band. It wasn't a piece of shit, right? That, <laughs> that's yeah, like that, a band that helps. Thing in a band, like if they have a car, a
2: job, some gear, and not be a piece of shit, and know how to play play your instrument. That's true, those are what uh, most people do. That's a good standard. Um, I didn't fit any of that. We were all pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had him come out, and he, you know, we played with him a couple times, and then he was just like, "Ah, I don't really have time," or I don't really remember exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of like, you know, I'm, I don't have the time to be in a band right now I guess mm-hmm. and then uh, I I was just talking to Dan on Facebook and I was just telling him about how Ryan's been pissing us off saying oh I don't want to play this seed because it's against my religion even yeah. though it's got nothing to do with religion at all and uh, more specifically the part where Truman Sayer comes in and starts uh, babbling about space
4: and stuff, because <laughs> that makes fucking sense, apparently. Hmm. Um, I think the lyrics in particular are uh, like, the cosmos will rejoice as you croak in your final hour. And that is somehow, that's somehow projected as... Uh, God um, doesn't exist yeah. because
2: he is a fictional being.
4: So, what, what I've always found interesting about that in particular, when they would tell me about this, is that the uh, for everybody that has ever written any lyrics in the band, whether it's John, Pat, or another uh, release, me, all the lyrics have been written by the Christian members of the band. I don't really see how it is that we would have released something bashing God if the people responsible for writing the lyrics are all Christians. I mean, we're not Slayer. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs>
7: anyway, off the record, hold on. It's a real I, need, s- I need to sniffle and fart real quick. I just, I, I did just fart, dude. Okay. Right. The typical thing at practice, like somebody will fart and we All never right. know who it is, but we always put fingers to this guy. This guy. <laughs> yeah. I've
5: been
6: yeah. having some of the farts, meanest,
7: meanest, meanest. Like fart. clear the
0: room
1: farts. Oh, man. Yeah. But, dude, but we're,
0: we're in a no, tiny room. Dude, dude if yeah. it happens, I'm no shutting it's it down. So I, <laughs> I'm going to shut it pause, down. Pause because at least now you know where to cut it. Right. If you fart in here and it clears it out, we're done. I'm telling you right now. i are done. I got
6: in. Dude, There's protein, no protein bars will fuck you up, out, bro. Dude, if I eat, a, like,
0: a little it's protein bar from the gas station, 20 minutes heart. later, I have to shit. Yeah. It's crazy.
6: Dude, it's, it's over.
0: The fucking right. pumps right out of me.
6: See, now we're in our comfort zone.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, like Mitch said, uh, we just started talking. I had gotten disgruntled in my uh, old band, Jane, doesn't lie. Um, we just really weren't going anywhere, and I wanted to move on. Um, I was talking about starting a new band entirely and that's when they mentioned to me how things were going poorly in the band. I I didn't have any bass gear at all.
2: Point, oh yeah, so. so Ryan left his shit at my house And I was just like, hey, do you want to try out for bass? And he was like, yeah, sure So then I was like, alright, use Ryan's stuff <laughs> and then so I, heard, I tried I heard,
1: out for the band yeah. using Ryan. Dirty stuff. it up
2: Because <laughs> it was funny, because I was like Isn't it funny that if you join this band You're practicing on our old bassist
1: stuff <laughs> <laughs> Top 10 anime
5: betrayal <laughs> 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 he, was just like, he
2: was like, isn't that awesome. it kind of shitty?
4: And I was like, fuck no, he doesn't want to play a song Dude, we're kicking him out so how how this initially oh, no went was uh, we we kind of disguised it as I was just going to fill in every show for the seed since <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. he didn't want to play it. Wow! Uh, so about, for about two months.
1: And he fell for that, or?
4: Well, I don't I don't know that he like, fell for it per se, but like uh, I think he was um, unaware of the
2: situation.
3: He was just like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah.
1: So he fell for it.
3: Well, yes, because yeah. when we kicked him out, he was surprised. He was generally surprised. Oh, yeah, that's right. When we kicked him yeah. out.
0: He thought that he was going to raise hell like that, the way he was, and nothing bad was going to
5: happen?
3: To be fair, he was To smart. be fair. Yeah. Huh? To be, to be fair, he was smart about one thing. <laughs> yeah. he, he offered to have a practice at his house, which kind of sucked because he was the only one that lived far away like that. Mm. He lived all the way in Middlebury. Ish area. It's like mm-hmm. a hour drive from Berlin right. too. Yeah. So we had to drive so, all of our stuff to Middlebury to have a practice. And right before we practiced the seed for a show, he's like, I got to tell you guys that I'm not comfortable playing this song anymore. And pretty much said, that. Oh. oh, yeah, he's I had read a yeah. sit down conversation in the house <clears throat> saying that he doesn't feel comfortable playing the song anymore. And a week later is when we decided to meet with him and kick him out. Huh. Yeah, that was a really awkward
2: conversation.
0: Yeah. Wait, is that all you guys drove to Middlebury for, was for him to be like, yo... No, we, we
2: were to, oh, to okay. practice I was... like, the set, because we had a show somewhere. Yeah. It was Goshen, wasn't it? Or, but but geez, he refused something. us to practice
0: the song. At his house. At his house. He was
2: like, I don't feel comfortable with this right. being played in my home. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. And he said something about his parents not being comfortable at it either. Like, oh.
0: Yeah, because I'm sure his... Parents well, understood what was yeah. being said yeah, l- and lyrics.
4: But yeah, d- d- but during all those, mm-hmm. I was just coming on stage and playing the sea. i did that for a, a few shows in particular, movie. but then all of that finally went on. <laughs> and um, then uh, uh, I think you guys took him to Goshen or whatever the hell. And that's we took him to the Brew. Yeah, the Brew. You know. Yeah. And that's where uh, you had to get the scrims back from him. I know you were making a big deal about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then uh, I think
2: <laughs> Pat had to give back his PA system that we used for vocals.
4: Right. They had designated a farewell show for Ryan at, uh, at the theater in particular. This was in uh, mid May or something like that. Uh, and.
5: uh
6: <laughs>
0: You guys, there's no way we're going to make this our time slot
6: If you guys keep yeah, dicking around far, there's, there's To be, be fair To be fair,
4: we're halfway through sound. To be fair all right. no, all right. so, so what year are we at? Uh, we're still in uh, 2015 We're in May oh. 2015 so We got two years down <laughs> oh,
2: God, Two it. more to go
0: That was such an old man cough <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's
7: like Adam Sandler on
0: a <laughs> <laughs>
4: So, uh, in this in this show, he tries to he kind of makes a ceremony out of it. Literally passes the bass on to me, and I play the seed for uh, his farewell show. And that is where my my time in the band officially begins. At this point, uh, right right around my twenty third birthday is when we play my first full show with the band during this whole. Time of me just uh, playing the seed. I'm going over to IUSB uh, just about every day to mm-hmm. learn the whole EP to play the
1: with Donahue. Play
4: the full set. Yeah, because yep. yeah. yeah. Pat was uh,
1: he's now lumbersexual, right? Lumber-sexual. Yeah, he
2: because um, he went to I- IUSB for mm-hmm. um. Yeah, I think he minored in music production. Okay. Um, I think
7: his major was in music performance. Yeah.
0: How do you major in music performance? Do they just, like,
7: show well, you uh, how to hold I your instrument? I in violin performance. It's just like, it's a concentration on the performance. Yeah. Of it. Uh, okay. Like the repertoire and stuff. okay. Like, I could have went to college for drums.
0: That sounds so crazy to me.
2: Oh, dude, it is insane. Because there's, a, like, Berkeley College of Music. Oh, right. That's all yeah. the that people do. They go to yeah. school to play music.
0: John Mayer teaches there sometimes. Yep.
4: Um, yeah, my, you don't I, like John Mayer? <laughs> no,
1: no, he just brings John. I May
4: bring up him up every in every episode. episode. Shut up, Nick. I love him.
0: He's my man crush. He, Team gayer for Mayor, right here. You relate,
4: yeah. Nick? Shut up. Okay, I was like, so, yeah, I U S B, and then yeah. um, so so I learned all the songs, joined the band officially, and then right around my 23rd birthday, I played my first full show with the band down in Muncie. That uh, big show, yeah. That that
0: show. Show. Yeah, you guys were talking about Muncie was one of your favorite places to play. Yes,
2: because it was in Mead. this like, warehouse of a uh, of um, Brown Brown County. I think it was like it, it was a it was a fairground. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, next to Ball State It was like Their county fairgrounds mm. And it was like A warehouse that I'm, I'm assuming They use for like Parties and, and shit Right mm. um, And they had Two stages lined up And there was like 20 or something Bands there Nice I think Hundreds of
0: people Oh dude yeah Big ass party Huge Hundreds yeah. I'll
4: admit it was a little scary Four playing in front of all those people for the first Minutes. show Oh <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it naturally. Sucked,
2: though, because oh, uh, uh, with how Pat Donna, he took care of his music equipment. My gear. Yeah,
5: <laughs> I was getting to that. Twenty. Um, yeah.
2: Oh, dude. Uh, he had. Okay, it's so his shit weeks. was squeaking the whole time, mm-hmm. and then at one point it just cut out completely, and he had to like jiggle the input jack. Oh and my on gosh. Yes. <laughs> and to get it to stay on, he had to grab like electrical tape and like tape it up a certain oh, way wow. for it to work, Man. and that was part. His that he borrowed because Pat left his shit in his van all the fucking time. <laughs> Pat Donahue, not Pat
4: <laughs> So I remember as the show, as we started to play, he, he's the person who uh, does the opening riff for Horseman, which starts the show off. Oh and in, in, the dead middle of, <laughs> in the dead middle of playing, it just suddenly goes clean.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dang. Uh, spanky.
2: Also, also for the record, in episode one of this thing, he actually admits leaving his shit in his van for the whole duration of the time that he was in the band yeah
0: mm-hmm. he did He that's, did. Why, he that's did. why when I joined nobody let did. him take care of any of
2: our shit because mm. we knew it was going to sit in why do you think I bought him a fucking amp head to use and I left <laughs> it at my house so he wouldn't fucking break Jesus it Jesus <laughs> yeah,
7: because it
2: upsets me
6: it's long gone I a mean, year ago
0: yeah dude it's it upsets episode. me yeah but hey the past never fades away oh. Shut up. god <laughs> zing got it uh
4: bazinga no yeah, so, <laughs> yes at, That's at, not funny. At this point, we finally get um, the the mixes back, and uh, we can uh, start shopping around the EP finally. So now it's not just playing shows with these songs. Now it's available, you know, iTunes, for wherever the all we ended up mm-hmm. spending it all out at. Uh, but right around this point, um, we weren't sure that we were actually going to get it back, and this is my first introduction to... Some of the other bad things that were in the band because at this point John and Parker were considering leaving the band if they did not get the EP by a certain time.
0: John, what do you feel about that? What'd you tell? Oh, t- now t- we're talking. <laughs> what y'all just been sitting there, just listening? I'm, I'm you can chime in. Listening. You can chime in.
2: What you're listening is to your brain going.
6: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's a horn that Pat's fucking. <laughs> uh, so. Oh, uh, think about quitting. So me and Alex, <laughs> we're drifting away. Like he, he like he. he t- said something to me first, mm-hmm. and then I, I agreed with him. Yeah. So we both felt like we were drifting away. We didn't really feel like anything was happening.
3: I felt like our wheels were spinning. Yeah,
6: yeah you weren't going anywhere. So we started like getting, I guess, getting distracted from the band
5: mm-hmm.
6: and looking out elsewhere for to like I guess feel comfort right feel good about hey like we're we're looking for progression mm-hmm. and if we have to do it as a band that's what we gotta do fair enough so we talked about it for me and him talking for probably like, two months two or three months before we actually finally made like a little step towards anything
5: mm-hmm.
6: and then we had a practice with somebody else for a while a couple practices and then we were like well I don't know but then we brought it up to the band Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a few times and then we finally said hey we put our foot down and said if, we, if this doesn't happen by, the, I think we gave it a date and then if this doesn't happen by then we're out we're done so we even I remember we even said like a final we were like this is our final show mm-hmm. so if, if nothing changes yeah mm-hmm.
0: and then sometimes ultimatums don't work out in your favor
6: I mean yeah but we were just we were sick of the bullshit bro. yeah so we gave the band that date Uh, and I guess good good things happened and the time came around where we actually got what we wanted Mm -hmm. and we were fine again.
3: We were fine, but a part of me never went back. I Mm -hmm. I remember after I started feeling so drifted away from them. that was when I was like, I was was content, but I wasn't fulfilled. Right. Mm -hmm. I wanted to keep moving forward and I just felt like, well, we got what we asked for, but what we asked for is... It felt like it was forced into happening, yeah and, okay. and pretty much that was that was my like yeah, I told them that I was okay with staying because we got what we asked for technically, but it's still stuff never felt like it used to. Yeah. I was always looking for the next best thing and it just got to the point where I was feeling like hired of like we played the same we played the same set for four years now up to that point it would have been about three years yeah three years we Played the same set for three years and nothing changed mm. it, it was just nobody could click on writing everyone had different ideas and if, if your ideas didn't chime in with their ideas they didn't want to do it mm. type of thing and it just
4: really hindered writing new material it also didn't help that the band was kind of in flux at this point, you know, with a series of members leaving, coming in, things like that. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think I think to that end, it kind of shifted things because it's still me it's learning so how to play the songs, uh, getting Ryan out of the band, things like that. It, it wasn't always conducive to a writing experience, per se, if you did right. to have the full band it's involved in the writing process, per
5: mm-hmm.
4: se. Uh, but in the end once I got up to speed with everything we really should have uh, been more active in trying to write the next thing Mm -hmm. if you take you know if it takes two years to get something out I mean you've been playing that stuff for two years right yeah you know at some point or another yeah you're gonna probably get a little bored with it no doubt yeah you know it's you know nobody wants to eat the same dinner every night you know same thing um but, uh, before before everything fully goes downhill for Parker we do have a few shows that we played even after uh, that Muncie show um, around this time in particular um, RJ's started really becoming a Rest
0: fixture. in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, RJs. I miss it. I like that spot mainly because it was a couple blocks down the road from my apartment. It was just convenient. <laughs> we were
3: inter- we were introduced to a promoter from the Grand Rapids area after he came up to do some spoken word for suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. He did, he did it at a show in Jimtown at a church. And uh, he liked our sound and told us that he booked shows in Grand Rapids and said that he would love to have us up there and so being introduced to him opened our doors up to northern and michigan area which we were a hit Mm -hmm. in that scene we got to play with war of ages
0: nice we got
3: to play a bunch of heavy hitting hardcore shows up there and deathcore didn't really happen predominantly up there. Mm-hmm. So whenever one came through, we got good reactions and it was like, it was weird because we would play up there. And then a couple of months later, we came back to a different venue mm-hmm. and it was just wild to see people know the words to our songs. right? And
4: I was just like, I've never seen any of you, and you know the words. Sick. By the time that I had joined the band, uh, we weren't really playing as much up in Michigan per se. But there was one show in particular that we did do it was uh, the Inequities uh, farewell show mm-hmm. up in Grand Rapids. Uh, this show, um, as we, th- this show took place in the winter of 2016. Mm-hmm. Say. Um, for an equities farewell uh, we were playing somewhere in uh, the downtown area but we were playing upstairs uh, really small crowded old part of town and you know you would swear that the floor was going to break under you if you <laughs> counted on it too much yeah. something like that. but there may have only been a um, hundred or so people in there but because it was so compact it felt like there was a thousand people in there right. uh, and for For that show in particular, uh, for me is the most, outside of the farewell show, for me is the most memorable show of ours uh, in my time in the band. Uh, In particular, because like Parker said, there are people that just knew our lyrics, were excited about us being up there. And we're beating the hell out of each other to our music. There we're, was a wall of death in the tiniest room I've ever seen. A wall of <laughs> yeah. I don't know that that trash can at that
3: last show was pretty yeah. good. <laughs> this, this room, uh, this room was maybe the size of this. Yeah, yeah, it was 20 made. by 20. Yeah. And oh, dude, it was fall of shit. It was just it was 20 by maybe 20 by 20. There was a little tiny corner hole-in-the-wall bathroom. Dude, and I, blew up, and I blew up and there was oh, like a 15 foot radius and you blew up
5: that
7: anymore. 40
3: chicken,
5: oh. chicken course,
6: yeah. <laughs> and I went right after you boy and <laughs> right. doubled up
7: dude like yeah. half the time at practice you'd be in taking a shit dude
6: hey man at my fucking I, house I got a good he's like just, right by where we
0: said I got a good cycle
6: yo twice a day mm-hmm. <laughs> hey dude if you're not hitting it twice three times a day you need to eat more food
1: <laughs> Jesus <laughs>
6: it's healthy no it, is.
0: Uh, it Two, two, it. two, two times a day is like the the healthy yeah, spot yeah. right at better. least
6: one good 30 minute at least <laughs> a 30, 30, minute 30, 30 minute shit 30. 30. that's like oh, dude, that's you know you're they having a good time like you like, that's like a
1: masturbation session reading the
6: newspaper hitting the Facebook catching up and also blowing it out the water. <laughs> and I mean, like, hardcore pound town, it's hitting the splashback on the butthole.
0: Ew, that's my least favorite thing. It is, it
6: sucks. <laughs> You're so close to that. I, you were I know, I want to. to. <laughs> it sucks, but dude, it's so comforting to get that off. That's fine. Oh, man.
4: Uh, but yeah, so we we'll played that show in Grand Rapids. Uh, it was it was a ton of fun. People were like fighting John for his microphone, trying to do the lyrics to it. It was it was cool as hell. Uh, kids wanted to talk to us after the show. It was kind of the closest that I felt to being a rock star. Mm-hmm. But uh, played played that show. Had a fun time coming back from that. Trying not to fall asleep on our way home. But I thought it was interesting that we were like two and a half hours away from home, and people were going that nuts for our music. It made me feel really good about the choice that I had made to move on from my old band and it was an equities last show right yep
5: Mm -hmm. I
4: mean mean, Kyle Kyle got
6: Kyle got big as fuck after that so yeah Yeah. Kyle fucking roid son
4: Kyle wasn't I wouldn't call him out of shape per se but I mean like you know, he was not out of shape he was skinny
6: fat that's what they call it but I
4: mean he was uh You know, he's a smaller dude at this point. And then just as the years have gone by, as I've known him, seen him on Facebook and everything like that, slowly but surely became the most jacked person I know.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Kyle went from like 145 to 230. Jesus muscle. Damn. Who? Dude, he's like, he's like a Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> he's the
0: Hulk. Is that why they used Hulk as their logo for that one shirt?
6: Yeah, he's a big boy, bro. He, he's he's fucking jacked. The Damn. There's a bodybuilding competition. Yeah, he oh, probably what? went from like maybe a 15 inch on his bicep t- to probably closer to 30.
0: 20, oh so. my god. 24 inch probably bright
6: thoughts, brother.
0: Twenty twos, baby. Yeah, uh, he's really hardcore now. Rest in peace, Big Black.
7: For real. Yeah. Word. Yeah. The a double Western
4: bird, we big ass <laughs> breakfast. Um, but yeah, th- at this point, um, now we're mostly playing shows locally. A lot of uh, uh, theater in Eppanee, RJs, and Elkhart, Smiths, downtown. Um, we're really just cranking out show after show after this point. But there's not a whole heck of a lot of growth. That goes on in the per se, other than mm-hmm. just get tighter as a unit playing live, now that I've, you know, kind of uh, joined in more. But, oh, and during this time as well is uh, when Lonora Colt starts showing up into the scene as well.
0: Yeah, didn't, uh, when was their first show? Wasn't that at, um... Was
4: it Cheers, I'm pretty
0: sure. Yeah. Was it Cheers? We didn't
4: play so. no, no, we, we was... didn't play it. I was just saying that this is, um, that this leads into a bigger relationship between yeah, the
0: yeah, What was that show you guys played? At Trevor's old, Trevor's sister's house. What was, show was that? That was, was
4: your
3: farewell show.
0: That was your farewell yeah. show. Okay, I'm so getting I, ahead of myself. I was about to get to get that actually. Okay, so uh,
4: yeah, Chris.
0: Sorry, dude. I'm just trying yeah, to speed it up because I'm late. sick of hearing you guys talk. Jesus. So you were still fucking late. But
4: anyways, <laughs> like I said, there was, even though the shows were going great, um, there wasn't a ton of growth. There wasn't a lot of writing, kind of alluding to what Parker was saying, going on there. So. So it was smaller. At uh, this point, you can really tell that Parker's starting to get even more disgruntled as mm-hmm. we go down the way. It eventually leads people. to a farewell show, but I'll let Parker talk yeah, about that a bit. It got to the point towards the end where I was,
3: it was like my heart wasn't in it, and it was one of those things where I was, I was torn between... I want to quit the band, but I don't want to lose the friendships I've made in the band. Right. And it got to the point where it frustrated me so much that it affected my attitude and the way I live my life every day. So Mm -hmm. it was very, it was like I lived my life with anxiety every day.
0: It was toxic.
3: Yeah, it was toxic to the way that I lived my life. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the way I carried myself at practice was all but telling them how i felt i Mm -hmm. think i think they could feel that energy from me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah because i didn't i didn't want to come out and say it because i felt like i was going to lose friends right at the end of the day i i play music because i play i love the music that i play and i love the friendships that i create Mm -hmm. with the people that i make music with and i got to the time where i was at the end of one practice i told mitch where i was like and can I have a heart to heart with you? And I asked him like how he would feel if I told him that I'm kind of out of it and I don't see myself being in the band anymore. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Well, I we've he told me that he's kind of been anticipating me say this and he just didn't know when it was gonna happen. But like they could read they could read my body language when I was telling them that I didn't want to be in the band anymore. Right and they all I messaged them all equally and told them the things why I want to do this I told them that I don't have any plans on what I'm doing next I just know that it's time for me to move on mm-hmm. and they all took it pretty well There was it was, it was upsetting but they all understood right. and we all stayed friends which is all I asked for was yeah. stay friends mm-hmm. and we all agreed that I would be done, but I would have one last farewell show, mm-hmm. and I told them that if you wish to continue on, anybody you join into the band, I will be more than willing to help teach the next person all of my parts.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, that's very professional. That's yeah. That's very cool.
3: And they were they were very accepting to that because there was parts of my songs that Patrick Donahue didn't know how to play. Mm-hmm and i was like i'm more than willing to tab anything out and i'll even have sit down i'm not i told them i'm not going to teach anybody how to play guitar but if they know how to play guitar i'm more than willing to show them my parts right which is it anyway i'm not going to teach anyone how to play guitar for free
4: yeah true and um uh, it, to, to kind of go off of you know what you were saying, it's just kind of like how the feel of the band was at this point. When I joined the band, um, it was fairly common for us to you know go out after practice and you know, like go to dinner or, or go to a bar mm-hmm. or something like that, hang out with each other. Uh, even doing outside of the band activities, whether it was just like going to a guitar center or something like that. But just as the as the year progressed from the time I entered to the time that you left, it became. Like we're not doing anything outside of just practice and go home and it was it was that feeling of Parker is slowly distancing himself. We could all tell it was happening. Nobody wanted it to happen. Mm-hmm. We didn't really know what to do. It's kind of like working at a job that you're not appreciated at, like when your boss doesn't like
3: you, and so you don't want to work there. Right type of thing. Mm-hmm. And just like every Friday before we used to practice every Friday. I remember before practice, we would all meet up at the shitty Chinese place Damn, two yeah. blocks from Mitch's house and <laughs> eat shitty Chinese. Word, it wasn't that bad. And drink Mountain <laughs> Dew. It was not that bad. It was actually oh. pretty decent. Their crab rangoons,
0: for real. We're still the shit. You want to fucking plug this restaurant while we're at it? Fuck.
2: They're,
4: they're, they're, the they're not there anymore. Oh, what? shit. So obviously yeah. their food wasn't that good. So, <laughs> rest in peace,
0: not, Chinese like, restaurant. Know, you know it is.
2: This is my theory because I'm going to pump this thing in there. They were called panda garden Mm -hmm. um and it was just a husband and wife for as long as i can remember that place has been there since i was a fucking kid Mm -hmm. and there was never anybody in that restaurant yet they stayed open for years i mean fucking years Mm -hmm. i would go there a couple times a week after school like you know four or five o'clock average dinner time for a lot of people right No one's in there. So I started making my own hypothesis. I was like, I bet the husband is a member of the Chinese triads. (laughs) And they're running either like a a child trafficking thing through the back.
0: Oh, damn, that's dark.
2: Or they're running coke out of there. (laughs) Because there was like a big-ass garage door on the side of the building. And they had it open one day, and it looked like a fucking meth lab in there.
0: I mean, what does, does anyone does it lab look like? I don't know. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you what it looks like, but it did it smell? Right.
4: But it would be incriminating, right? It was it was right food. No,
0: I'm very yeah, open about crazy. my past. Most people know.
2: I mean, I don't know if it was like real meat or if it was like a McDonald's kind
5: of
3: meat. But <laughs> Mystery meat? Pig, pig slime. slime? Plastic? Mr. Um, General um, Sos was on point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. I I told them all that I'm gonna quit, and we were trying to uh arrange a final show mm-hmm. for me to play. And towards towards the very end after I told some of my friends that I'm quitting SBU, mm-hmm. I had a couple of friends ask me if I wanted try another band and i went out and tried a couple of things and i remember i tried something with my friend trevor moseman Mm -hmm. i don't remember the name of the band i think it was within voices or yeah yeah because i took a video of you guys playing because i remember i remember it was just it was something that it was a new kind of sound that nobody in the area was really kind of playing Mm -hmm. and i liked the idea it was like a progressive progressive and gent based. This was before the standard model was around right so yeah it was like the first taste of some kind of gentiness that i
0: remember trevor sending me all kinds of gent bands
3: mm-hmm. and uh i tried it and i i went and sat in a couple of practices and i learned a song and i played one song with them and wasn't feeling it mm-hmm. and then i had my farewell show with like a bunch of our friends from other bands played mm. I feel bad because I only remember two of them yeah. or three of
0: them it's okay I don't remember anybody at that show
3: um but we played it and I got really emotional because like I was in that band since the yeah 2013 I guess What's I was a, three years roughly oh. I was in the band and that was like the, that was my first taste and like they were all my friends and mm-hmm. I was like well I don't know where I'm going to go from here but it, it was just sad for me and because I had a whole room of people. Like, I just never expected a whole room of people to show up in this tiny house show, Right. and the whole place was packed wall to wall. And I remember playing the dot by "I Declare War." Yeah, and it was <laughs> that we always we'd always joked about playing a cover of this song while I was still in the band and it was something that just never came into fruition and me and John were talking and we were out at just eating food on a one weekend and we were like, we should do that song. On your farewell show and i was like i'll learn it right now <laughs> <laughs> if everybody else can and i remember we never even practiced the song as a band we didn't the, we and I uh, had never heard the song either
0: oh my gosh <laughs> i was Is
3: like it? we never oh got the song as a band we just know that we kept each other in check saying that we learned the song yeah and i learned my parts pat and i think mitch already knew the song yeah. Yeah, I think Dan learned his parts, and I so, think we
4: just wung it, and it sounded heavy as shit. It was. So, pu-
0: Didn't I Ryan punched get punched it? in the face down there in that basement, like, Probably.
4: hard? Uh, I think, so. yeah, it was. Uh Wait, there, got punched? Uh, Say what? Ryan. Ryan. Oh, Yoder?
0: He yeah, yeah I think so. True.
4: Yeah, he got...
0: Somebody got punched in the face. He got leveled by, Yeah. It was,
4: it was either Matt Oliver or Dustin Dido leveled him in yeah. <laughs> the show. <laughs> I don't know. Probably Matt Oliver. Um, Probably. Probably. <laughs> I remember uh, I I didn't know that song at all beforehand, and Parker was just like, dude, just download this app and take this. And that's how I learned the song. Mm -hmm. I never heard it, no nothing, but I just played along to it. So that's how I heard it beforehand. Uh, But at this show, aside from Parker leaving, that was also the first show that we ever played with Lenore.
5: Mm
4: -hmm. I think that was like their 10th show or something like that. But uh, that was our first time playing with them and that becomes important later on because we end up playing a ton of shows Mm -hmm. a show Um, let's see Uh, after after Parker leaves the band we're kind of we're kind of wondering now okay now what the hell are we gonna do and uh, we had dabbled with the idea of being a four-piece outfit during this time. We definitely played it one.
0: Yeah, you guys played it one or two shows one. at a four? One, show one. was only
2: one show because <laughs> we were like, we don't really know what to do, so we yeah. were like, let's take a couple months off and regroup our brains and mm-hmm. just try to figure out what to, what to do. So then we... Um, but you also don't want to rush into this. You want to get the right person in the band, not even necessarily the most talented. Yeah, person yeah. But, and we we practice a lot. We um, we practiced enough where it was um, like it was just a four piece,
5: uh-huh.
2: and we played one show, um, and it fucking sucked. So I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so we, were, we we we, we kind of came back together the next week, and we were just like, well. Um, You know, we need to find someone. Mm -hmm. And uh, me, Mm -hmm. Pat, and Parker, earlier, um, 20, what year was it, 2017? Mm -hmm. Uh, Late 2016. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like summer 2016, me, Pat, and Parker had kind of jammed a bit. And then I was like, oh, well, Pat Rashie could play you can fucking do it. So then I messaged him, and he was like, Hell oh, yeah, man. I'll learn all these songs right now.
7: <laughs> I'll drop what I'm doing. I only had six strings to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I've always been a six-string player predominantly, and Mitch would always message me and be like, Dude, buy a seven. Dude, buy a seven. And I'm like, Dude, <laughs> I have no money. I don't
5: want
7: to buy a seven. And uh, one day I just saved some money, and uh, actually my wife uh, bought me a seven-string for Christmas set on the picture, and he's like, dude, come jam, and then I started learning the tracks on a seven instead of a six. I actually learned them like, tuning my strings on a six-string to, like, Floppy Joe, if you know what I mean. Floppy <laughs> uh,
3: Joe. <laughs> if, if, if
7: a 26-and-a-half a, a scale can handle G-sharp, I made it happen, but, uh, yeah, I learned them all. I don't. I think Parker had to show me, like, here and there riffs that were kind of weird, but other than that, I kind of learned it all on my own by listening to the EP, um, but, yeah, then we just started jamming.
4: So, uh at- At this point, we get Pat Rashi in the band. Everything finally settles down. We're feeling like we're doing well again. The band gets tight again, and we start playing shows a lot. Mm -hmm. During this point, is where we start playing a ton of shows with Lenora Cold. We're alternating between them headlining and us going right before them, Mm -hmm. or we're headlining. uh, A
3: lot of R.J. shows.
4: A lot of lot of R.J. Yeah. Um, We just get tighter as a band. At this point, everything feels pretty normal, but. Um, not too long after this is when uh, Pat Donahue uh, leaves the band. About a year after I quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I quit the school. band
3: for a year. Yeah. Was
4: it quite that long?
3: It was, yeah, exactly a year. Oh, uh, okay. October was my last show, and in October of the next year,
4: I rejoined. <laughs> Pat Donahue leaves the band. Leaves a van to go to uh, Berkeley out in California. Um, UC Berkeley, not Berkeley College of Music. <laughs> although he didn't really make that, he didn't quite make that distinction to me. I thought he was going to Berkeley in as New it, York. Yeah, <laughs> first. Huh. But uh, yeah, he went. He ended up going to UC Berkeley. Um, up until recently, he was still living out in uh, San Jose. But it's been a year almost. Yeah. Mhm. Has it? Jesus. Yeah, I think he came back like last uh, last
2: July or something like that.
4: Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah so, uh, so he he left, and then uh, so then we were faced with the same thing thing again, uh, but at a at a show that we had played, uh, Parker was there with his uh, new band, and I don't know if you want to talk about this. Existence. Yeah, uh, I left, and shortly after I
3: left. Uh, a couple of friends of mine asked if I would be interested in trying out for a death metal band called Error of Existence. Tried out. I learned a song in the day and they're like, yeah, you got the spot if you want it. And we took off running and like they already had songs written that were quality and we could just start going. We wrote two songs in like a month and we just started playing shows left and right. Like, mm-hmm. I think I joined and within a month of joining, we were already playing shows. And... So it was a good time. It was fast-paced, and it just refreshed my will to play music again. And right after after playing in SBU, I just sort of started losing my want to play my instrument. Your drive. It started affecting. It started affecting my playing. I, I just felt like whenever I was trying to learn something new, I was like, well, my practice habits are so poor that it affects every part of and playing in a death metal band like really revitalized all aspects of my playing like Mm -hmm. i started playing for two to three hours a day again i mean it just started to get to the point where i was like okay i'm starting to get comfortable again and just started playing shows left and right but it got to the point where we just like we would get show offers and out of the middle of nowhere someone wouldn't want to do it because there was a lot of inner turmoils of like anxiety like we had a couple of members in the band that had stage
5: anxiety oh yeah
3: and, well, I, I just don't want to play this show, blah, blah, blah. And he uh, just got to the point where I was just like, well, what the hell is the point of being in a band if you guys never want to play shows? Because we would get show offers all the time. And I had, mm-hmm. I had a bet. I got us on a big ticket bill in Portage, Indiana, playing uh, We Opened for Lorna Shore, Extortionist, Falsifier. It like, was <laughs> a humongous. I was like, we got to sell tickets for it. They weren't down with selling tickets. And I was like, guys, honestly, we only have to sell 15 tickets. I can sell 30 by myself and I literally sold like 30 or 40 tickets by myself alone for this show and they all sold one to their girlfriends. Hmm. And I was, it was just stuff like that where I was like, I felt like, this is gonna sound conceited as shit. I felt like I was working harder on promotion of pushing stuff along than they were and it was exhausting me.
0: Feelings are just feelings. It doesn't mean they're yeah. fact. You're allowed to convey how you felt. That,
3: so. that was how I was feeling in the band. I was like, why am I the only one doing all the work? Mm-hmm. And it was, I remember going to a show, because I, I still stayed friends with all of the guys in the Skies Beneath Us, and I rode with them to a show in Portage at that same venue on a different date, where they were playing with one of my favorite bands in anime Existence, and I was sitting there at the bar drinking like Parker always does. <laughs> and I went up to a couple of the members, and I was like, I'm going to be totally honest if any of the guys ever quit the band, I would come back in a heartbeat because Pat Rash took all the songs that I thought were broken mm-hmm. and he revamped them and refreshed them. He fixed them. He fixed all the yeah. songs that were, we had a lot of issues with and made them fun again. And they didn't tell me until after I said that, like a couple of weeks later, they told me that Pat Donnie is quitting and going to California. And I was like, well, I'll come back. Perfect timing. Yeah, and I broke off the ties with my old band and came back to Skies Beneath Us. You know, ran back to your ex, didn't you?
5: <laughs>
3: Baby, come back.
7: Me and Parker always kind of been meant to be in a band together. And we, When he had originally had, had quit Skies, me and him kind of been jamming. Never really found something, and then we said we'd be together sometime, and then he ended up hopping back in, so... It's meant to be. Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: We just worked really well together. The only thing that was weird was when I came back, he was playing all my parts, <laughs> so I had to play all of Patrick Donahue's <laughs> parts, which was just a total mind.
7: <laughs> I kind of, I, I did give you a some couple, of parts back. Yeah, yeah.
3: There, it was just a total mindfuck of a thing where I played all these, played all these songs a different way for three or four years. Yeah. To come back to play them another way. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I'll, <laughs> I'll
0: I'll, you're going I'll back do. to a band that was familiar, but you had to learn parts that you didn't know.
3: Which also, and to a point, made it interesting because I'm learning a whole other side uh-huh. of the sound that I wasn't involved with like I knew like I I was aware of the parts I was just like well I'm so set in my ways of playing my parts that it was just like all right this is this is new so give me a minute to train my brain not to be normal Mm -hmm. and we figured it out there was a couple of kinks because like I said he came in and changed a lot of the songs that were broken Mm -hmm. so I had to learn new parts to the songs and it's something where I don't know if you guys are familiar with music at all as uh you train your brain it's like a repetition type of thing Mm -hmm. so you train your brain to do something over and over it's hard it's like muscle memory it's hard to erase a lot of the muscle memory to do something new Mm -hmm. and that was the big biggest hurdle that i came back into is uh retraining my brain songs that i played differently Uh for years and so when we came back we were stronger than ever uh, after after I joined back, it was the strongest lineup to date, and we all had pretty decently professional gear. Mm-hmm. And it just all all around sound presence at our shows was top notch. I remember playing with bigger bands that were like Sea of Treachery and stuff.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, they did
7: come through. mid existence.
3: Yeah, yeah, and they were just. Kind of impressed with the sound and it made us feel good it, kind of, mm-hmm. it was a chip on our shoulder like all right we got some good stuff going on and then we started trying to write more music and it just like we were writing some bangers and like some really really heavy material and it just got to the point where when i came back i got married and in a, in a matter of months it was like i got married I got married got right before married. you. Yeah, you got married before I did.
7: A few weeks, yeah.
3: And then a couple of weeks after him, I got married, mm-hmm. and it's just our lives really started like we school started for up. Was mm-hmm. the thing. Yep. yeah. Like we all just started growing up, and what was important to us, band wasn't as important to us the second time around for me as it was because I wasn't a kid anymore.
0: Right, and not not because you guys had lost interest. It's just life happens on life's terms, and you kind of got to play the hand you're dealt.
3: Yeah, all my time was focused on spending time with... My wife and it just got to the point where coming to practice was a real issue. Mm-hmm. John started up a new business and a lot of his time was focused on his business, mm-hmm. as what would happen when he started a new business. It's just yeah, life, life happens, yeah. and it just got to the point where it started turning into a mental struggle. All of us again, and we started we started off fast and hard on a really good high, and then months later is. The lowest low we could feel when mm-hmm. it was just like none of us could get together, and then we would get a show offer. We would all agree to this show offer, and we would meet just a couple of days before the show, if at all, mm-hmm. to get a practice together,
0: just to make sure everyone's on the same page. We had, just
3: we so we are. all didn't fucking forget. We we would all have. There was a couple of shows where we had where we just didn't practice before, and people are always. It was weird because people are like. Man, that was such a killer set, and I would just think... (laughs) I hope it was. I've been playing these songs for five years. There's
7: a lot of times we wouldn't even practice when we sound tighter than we did when we practiced. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Which was always
3: weird. weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's just something that happens on the stage. Like, (laughs) say, last night, for example, it was just a good... Sometimes you have a good feeling in your stomach about the show. Sometimes you don't, and that affects how you guys play a lot. Mm
7: -hmm. It was weird for me joining the band, too, because I had come from a band that we were touring, you know, the U.S., and we had in-ear monitors, click tracks, uh, backing tracks and stuff, and then I come to Skies Beneath the we just got our ears and our rigs Uh so I'm so used to like every single day being the same show the same sound and then I have to adapt to different locations with Skies which is Mm -hmm. weird for me and also going from a post hardcore band to a deathcore band is also kind of weird yeah (laughs) Yeah, I would assume (laughs) so uh, yeah we were based out of Grand Rapids and we were all like like I don't know like Jamie's elsewhere style of music like yeah. real poppity uppity punk stuff and then I just go to these chuggy hard ass riffs it's <laughs> kind of different but I I, I, Peter I don't know it, it gave me a different horizon to guitar playing because I never really had played extended range stuff you know sub drop B if you know what I mean but uh, mm-hmm. no yeah it was pretty cool <laughs> no can't really I, like, I play drums on a little <laughs> it was I would never take back being this guy's um, no. What
1: year are we at now?
4: So we're at the we're the close. at the close of the band. Basically. Okay, so uh, you guys had all been thinking
1: about years. it at this point, but who was the first person to actually just sit, step out and say, "Hey, I think it's time getting to Parker. end it." Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, pull yeah. the plug.
4: It, it had kind of become it had become clear at this point we were having one like you said we were having one hell of a time getting together and uh-huh. all even just to practice. It was hard it was to, to the, get all of us in the same room at the yeah. same time. Yeah, um, you know it. And like parker said it kind of sucked because you know now we've got you know two really really good guitar no no offense to pat Donny but uh we had two really good guitar players in the band the sound was tight uh, we were refreshed uh, pat Rashi was bringing in a new new ideas to our sound that we were going to add on top of it and you would think that you know we would just you know take off after that but um uh, because we weren't really able to get together on just to just to do practices, uh, even thinking about doing shows, even thinking about just getting shows, it would be like, yeah, I can play that. No, I can't. I forgot. I have something to do. That uh, Johnny
7: mm-hmm. Boy was always going out of town for stuff yeah. with her Life and stuff, so it was hard for him to go around that. Since it's part of his job, he can't really just say, "Hey, I'm not going to go." Right.
4: We we tried to be as on top of that in particular as we could. I think John had a schedule for us to go around for a little while that mm-hmm. kind of helped us figure Fly out around way. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it just became harder and harder. And like you said, you know, life just kind of gets in the way. Um, in particular, this got magnified when we got to the holiday season um, because all of us at that point were in relationships, whether marriage or just dating relationships. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at, in particular, the holidays, you're not just scheduling around your family. Now you're scheduling.
0: Yeah, you've got another. Else's family yeah. As
4: well. And it just it magnified the problem that we were really having. Um, we, God, I don't even think we really met during that. Time. Not, we definitely not, did. That. Not as a full band.
7: Well, On no. a side note, though, as a band, like I've been in a lot of bands in my days, and, and Skies, we just never argued, like yelling at each other. It was always like s- like solid yeah. communication. We never were in each other's faces. Mm-hmm. We were all adults about situations. We'd get mad and upset and stuff and communicate with, you know, yeah. some sort of a force or whatever, but like we would always be respectful. We would never cuss each other out and say, like, you're a fucking piece of shit. No. You're not no. showing up. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, no, you know, I think that goes
3: we're back. We're all adults. At this I think point. That, that also goes back to, like I said, when like went the first time, I there was no malicious intent. Like, in the end of the day, I want to be friends
7: with you more than I want to be in a thing. Like, life happens. We can't really just turn the switch off and, like, have open availability Mm -hmm. and everything.
4: But, you know, our personal lives had some flux to them around this point as well, and it kind of, I think, made all of us really think about what it is that we were doing and where we were going Mm -hmm. at this point. Uh, But uh, we started really talking during the holiday season about... um, getting together and it would just never happen and uh i think we'll get to now where uh parker and mitch finally really have the open discussion about ending
3: the band um so it got to uh we are we are in writing mode it was it was i work in an rv factory job and we have two weeks off in december for holidays the holiday shutdown and pat and i and mitch all agreed that we would try to get together during the shutdown in between the holidays, if possible, Mm -hmm. to write music. Pat had a lot of material that he was trying to show me that he had written on his spare time. He's got a lot of the production end in mind so he can jot all of his ideas down on a computer. Right. As well as I'm not computer literate. (laughs) If I have an idea, I pull my phone out and hit record.
0: Yeah it works and
3: so he had a lot of professional sounding stuff so we would go with a lot of his stuff because his ideas were a lot more full than what mine are and I can just add my input in on what he writes right and I remember we were all meeting at Mitch's house and we just stuff fell through to where practice couldn't happen and it's just uh, as the practice commended Mitch and I are just sitting there and we just kind of like are kind of Frustrated at the speed of which nothing was happening, yeah. it was all—it was all our own fault. Like we all, we all were equal parts guilty of the wheel starting to just spin in one place again.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And it was just—I don't know if it was seasonal oppression kind of taking apart part in a lot of the negativity of stuff being said, but I was just me and mitch kind of started having a conversation of is this what we want right now i just like we were just talking about how life is getting in the way more and more and how we're growing up and we're talking about how many mitch had always been talking about how towards the end of the or towards the end of the wait 2020 or something you said yeah, I, told, I always was told was... myself, I was like,
2: by the end of 2020, uh, no or 20, 2021, I was like, that's going to be my 10-year mark of being in this band, and I'm fucking quitting. I don't care what it is, I'm, I put 10 years in,
7: that's, mm. I'm out. Right. Yeah. And I always hung that over my head as a thought, like, man, this is, I'm doing all this, and Mitch is just going to drop me. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking ball, dude. Like, I don't know. And no, I, I wasn't joking knew, either. I always knew for some reason he wasn't joking. I wasn't joking. Whatever I said. we're not even 2020, 2020 and nobody was. <laughs> No skies. I was like, I'm going to yeah. fucking be done. I,
5: like,
3: I don't care if the final or drummer or not, but that's not my fucking thing. I don't give a shit. And uh, we just started talking. and I was like, is this what you want? Because I was like, I'm going to be honest. I feel bad for coming back and quitting so short. But I was like, Do you? what are your thoughts on just ending it and calling it a good run? Yeah. Because, I mean, the band has been a... Around forever, like we were the last remaining band from the 2011 scene. Uh Like we're the like we've surpassed the burial. They were they were there a little bit before us, but like all the all the bands that were known from when we started playing shows were gone. Yeah, and kind of a relic of a bygone time, you know. And so it was just like let's just call her quits and hang up the boots and pull the plug. We decided that we were going to address the band and again. It was another conversation of how do we do this without ruining any friendships.
0: Right. And
3: we just sat down at that same Chinese restaurant that we sat at for years and years and years. So remember and
2: what I worked Yeah, because the, the lady that worked there, uh, we went there so much, especially yeah, with like when Pat Donahue <coughs> to go there. Uh-huh. She'd be like,
1: oh, Mountain Dew and Crab Rangoon.
2: <laughs> She'd over <follow> <laughs> I didn't even have to order. Chicken. She would just give me my General Shows chicken. Yeah, because that's what we ordered all the time. Huh. It was an order of Crab Rangoon's, Mountain Dew, and Like nine orders of Crab Rangoons. Oh
6: my God, yeah. And then Dan, mozzarella sticks. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <He ordered>
3: mozzarella <laughs>
6: sticks at a Chinese place. That's weird.
4: What? <laughs> what? There were no mozzarella sticks no, at a Chinese he, place. No,
2: there was No, he just, you just didn't eat a lot. So, yeah. So, uh, he so He just so wasn't hungry, so he was going order my rice
4: juxtaposed behind all this my the entire time I was in the band really up until the very end I couldn't put down a whole lot of food um, I have IBS uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: it, I appreciate it, your it, honesty
4: it is
2: it was horrendous. So for people who don't know, you food. shit yourself constantly. Irritable bowels.
4: <laughs> like when I joined the band, I weighed like 150 pounds. I was a freaking twig when I first joined. And then you and had all
2: I could really stuff your mouth with food.
4: All I could, all I could really eat. Really, so when we would go to that one mom and pop place, I think it was Tony's. Mozzarella or sticks. I oh, get mozzarella dude. sticks every yeah, time. I went every time
6: he couldn't even finish more than he said, I'm full. You would fill up on
0: mozzarella sticks? Yeah, dude. like
4: three, three. Five, yeah, I have to when take the rest home, home in a box. Oh,
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, Dan's practice like,
2: yeah, nibbling on snack. it. He's like,
4: yeah, midnight snack.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this will feed me for two days.
4: It's so much fun. Now now it's better. I can One eat a little per bit more. Day. But, um, it, it
1: <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. So you couldn't have, like, uh, like some puffins and a glass of whole milk? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's
6: a
4: puffin. I thought that was a fucking penguin.
6: It
1: is.
4: Um, but yeah, so, <laughs> so, so we yeah, were... So we, they, They kind of messaged the group and uh, said basically all that they had said right there where they were just feeling like, you know, we're not really going anywhere anymore we can't hardly get together anymore. Mm-hmm. I I always felt like it was magnified by the holiday season, but um uh, at it the end of the day it was, but I'm sure it was. But in reality, even before then, it was starting to become a real issue. So, we really had to talk about it. I didn't want the band to end. I felt like we could have kept going. I wanted to figure out a way that we could do it where even if we couldn't meet for full band practices, you know we could still lay down tracks or something like that and it would still be all right
1: trying to salvage the relationship
4: trying to Kind kind of a bargaining phase of it if you will we ended up deciding on it we met at that Chinese restaurant and decided to officially end the band right then and there um it sucked. I was really sad about it. But we also kind of talked a little bit more about uh, maybe what we were thinking about doing afterwards. Uh-huh. I don't think all of us had an exact idea of what it is that we were going to do afterwards. Uh, but I told uh, my bandmates right then and there that I was going to be going back to pop punk after after this band was done. He yeah, made had made made this death core. This was a real interesting experience. I was completely out of what I had done before being in just a rock band or being in... Uh, pop punk band so doing a deathcore band was way out of left field for me but uh, it really kind of helped me grow more as a musician but um, at that same point i had made a lot of really good friends in this band too and it was really hard to just let all Mm -hmm. that go for me but um, we officially decided to end it and then we had to discuss with each other who we wanted on the farewell show
0: and that was at Smiths, right yep yep
4: That farewell show, uh, we had actually already had that show lined up, but it got turned into our farewell show, if Mm. I remember correctly.
3: Yeah, Bill Finn Finn was doing a thing at the time where he was giving every every band that he books locally a headlining slot on a weekend at Smith's to try to help them generate some revenue to their band. It was, just, it was a really good idea for, like, if you can promote your show well enough to get people in there uh-huh. or you're going to get paid type of thing. Yeah. Which is a smart on both of them because both people are making money that way, which is a genius idea. Yeah. Kudos to Bill Finn on that. We had been—we had had this March slot of headlining this show, and we built, messaged Bill Finn and told him this sucks, but we're calling it quits. Uh-huh. And we would still like to use that date to have our farewell show. And he helped us out through through our whole thing. He helped us out more than probably more than any single other person ever did. He booked us a lot. Yeah. He always he always kept our, an eye out for us and would always help guide us in the right direction. Right. I have huge respect for that man. He's a good dude. He's still booking
4: shows all the time.
3: <laughs> Nick, wake up.
1: I am awake.
0: <laughs> Nick, what the fuck? I'm awake. <laughs> Is Dan boring you? No, no, no. But you were straight asleep. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Why'd you jerk up? <laughs> to show how awake I was. Oh, my, you... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he does have squinty. Hey, eyes. shut up, guys.
2: Yeah, you were fucking. I think
4: he's high. Were...
0: <laughs> like a Fucking nerd. Yeah. He's okay.
2: high. I
1: didn't have time. To I'm
4: not. Uh, (laughs) Uh,
0: You don't look like you're not high.
4: When when we ended the band, this was right (laughs) right (laughs) after New Year's, maybe a little bit before Martin Luther King Day. So we had a lot of time in between uh, ending the band and then this farewell show happening. So there was was a decent amount of build-up to the whole thing. Right. We had a good amount of time to promote the show and all that. Um, I actually had to make the farewell post for the band on Facebook and the show that I still think that's probably the most reacted to thing we ever put on our Facebook. We let, let you, know, you do it because you're the most Some emotional. people were bad. Yeah. Dan
2: is almost as dramatic as Ryan Yoder is. Mm. Almost. Almost. But Is Ryan that just like, is is that just like a most... pop
0: punk thing? or is um, that... It's because I, I hate
2: this
4: town.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> so you don't watch need that, your friends. Yeah. All my friends don't do it.
4: All my friends are
0: dead. I wish that were true. <laughs> yeah. Um,
4: but yeah, I, I did that. Um <laughs> I did that post and you know just immediately i think every member of the band in either on their own or through band chat got flooded with people like this can't be real uh-huh. can't believe you guys are bringing up for a lot of for a lot of people like like we had said before we were kind of an old relic of an old scene uh-huh. just god at this point and uh to finally have that go away was kind of like you know saying good officially finally saying goodbye to that whole thing uh-huh. um i think a lot of people were emotional about it in that regard but this band had been around for, uh, what, seven years at that point? Uh-huh. A lot of memories have been made at shows like that. And it was definitely emotional for a lot of people. A lot of people were really sad about the whole Parker thing. Parker cried for the second time. <laughs> I didn't cry a second time. <laughs> he did. I
7: got teary eyed. Me too. So why I should uh, cry a second time. Fat <laughs> boys can cry. It's okay, dude. No. Dude, there's nothing wrong with crying, bro. When you, I you be like, I'll teary. I'm, <laughs> <sure I did. laughs> us,
5: I'm a big pussy. I puzzle. cry <laughs> <a> school, dude. <laughs> Me too.
7: I'm a big pussy. I may look intimidating, but I'm softy, dude. I'm a
3: soft cool. It's fucking big old pussy. <laughs> shit
0: whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I right, only date for one reason. So then we we fast forward because you guys don't play. Do you, how many guys, How many shows do you guys you play in between? None. I did. I, was, I got stuck on him oh, saying he's flaccid. We didn't do
2: shit for two months, and we practiced yeah. the week before the show for, like,
6: a few hours, and we were just like, yeah, we still suck. <laughs> I think at that point, when we did us not yeah. practicing, it was because we were just, like, I think we were all kind of bummed.
0: Yeah. Like, that would make sense.
6: Nobody, It'd be hard to... Nobody wanted to, like... I dreaded the last show. Yeah. I did, too. I didn't want to go to the band, to yeah. be honest with you. But... It is what it is, man. Might a year later. What can we do? You know? We all still have a great friendship. Yeah, us, yeah, you know, so.
1: yeah it, I can definitely tell that. <laughs> can you?
3: We, we, yeah, we we bash on each other a lot, but that's what you do. That's I a sign we of make, good we friends. Nitpick. That's a <laughs> we, we just nitpick. A lot.
6: It's because they hate me for being. A but we've never. Sheriff. I don't. We've never truly argued with each other ever in seven years. I've never argued with anyone here. No, I've never had a knockout drag out. No, it's hard I to
7: say a band can years. break up and then a year plus later everybody's still communicating with each other in some right. way, shape or yeah, Normally it's that someone that I salty argue with, with Pat Donahue. That is the only person
3: anybody. I didn't even argue with, I I no, argue with that Seriously? I argue with Pat because he left my shit Dude, in his that's fucking exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that's so like, my, like, yeah but I mean that's you know a
4: lot of that's like hundreds of dollars of equipment though. Yeah. Leaving out there was a reason why
2: I call him California Pet when I refer him to people. That P thirty one twenty was a gem man. I yeah, miss thing to this day.
4: So we didn't really play any shows. Got even during the holiday season, I don't even think we played any nope. shows beforehand. But didn't do that. uh so I mean we we went quite a while without playing any shows and then to do the farewell. Uh, leading up into that again a lot of people were emotional about it, but we all we all kind of came to grips with it eventually. Uh, I forget exactly what uh, what our cult played the show with us as well as the standard model. Um Hostel. hostile. And uh, was
7: it Anchor of the Vessel, Lenore? Do you ever say Lenore? Yeah, Lenore yeah, Hostel, it Anchor it? the Vessel, and what was Standard it? Model. Standard, Standard Yeah,
3: model. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Was that our farewell show? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. <laughs> God. You're right.
7: No, it was a cool <laughs> turnout. Like I felt like this fucking floor is dismissed. Oh, like, dude, really yeah. awesome. no, for for real, it was flexing. Like I felt yeah. for right real. Before, but like when we were bouncing, that shit was like I could almost see people like dipping that yeah. were not <laughs> jumping. Yeah,
0: it was it was scary because yeah. it reminded me of that video of the it's like a college party where they're all jumping and then yeah. it straight caves in and they all fall. Yeah. I was legit worried that was gonna happen. But yeah, yeah the pressure. sad
4: thing is that, that would have been awesome though, so too. Fun. I would have hell of a show. I would have felt like absolute crap if that would have happened. Where the what a, it in. We rocked you hard. Dollars
7: on a new DW drum set, and then like quit the band. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's right, impressive cool. because it was flexing like that, and it reminds me that's an actual good strong oh, go structure up there. there. Oh yeah, yeah. and it's well, it was a, a
0: sturdy player. building.
3: It was like going to places yeah. the, yeah. like that go one up the, there, in... uh, 19? what was that place that the four did they you play that, John?
2: They were another oh, sorry, and Humanity Level played the show. Oh, Humanity
3: Level, that's right. I, I booked them, from he them was for the show. Really? A place in Bristol that played all the good like local shows back in the day. The I Bristol remember when 4 Today, Today came the by. The Nazarene
7: Church. The, the Loft.
3: The yeah. Loft. Yep, the Loft. I played a lot of shows in
7: Arcturus there. That was cool. And that and place was rickety as shit. And that place was like, <laughs> I remember they, yeah, they, they knew that room. the 4 Today yeah. show was sold out,
6: uh-huh. and they knew... That they had to reinforce the floor. So they brought in huge beams to support the floor with. Yeah. And it still flexed. Dang. It was
3: like. Like they reinforced the shit out of it. Oh my god. It took them like weeks. Jesus. Yeah, they had to spend money on structurally, like they had to go and get permits to redo it.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: And uh, it was like they sold past their maximum capacity. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. shit. They broke, they broke laws. They were just letting Someone call
7: fire, fire marshal. Actually, a fire marshal had showed up at one show. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
3: Jesus. They, they, they had broken capacity laws and, laws, and right, there was yeah. just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in this tiny room. And, and this was before
6: before today got humongous yeah, like,
3: they were still oh, big
6: uh-huh. like their Ecclesia album but they, they were like again, they were probably like 100k man, followers you know right. like type of shit yeah. before they got millions yeah, yeah. and now dude it was still bad. sold out like I want to say was
0: yeah. over
3: 800 people in that tiny church
0: you know? oh my god that's a lot of fucking bodies, dude. Yeah, dude. A it
3: was couldn't even like move your feet. It was like sardines. sardines? Oh
0: my gosh. Monitor,
1: yeah. yeah. The little vocals. Yeah, you had to wait for it, somebody else uh, to uh, move yeah. so you can move. Oh, oh no.
0: <laughs> pod, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> that's not, that's my nightmare. I could, I don't can like that.
6: Place,
3: would but that was that was that place was reminiscent of how the floor was flexing. It was instantly what it reminded mm-hmm. me. of. And I was just like, this is an actual serious structure, that doesn't need reinforcement and it's flexing like that so
0: yeah
4: I was like sick <laughs> he said it. I can't, sick, I
0: can't remember
4: what the exact number was for the people that showed up to our show but uh, that's probably the most amount of Bill said there was at least over 300 people yeah, yeah. That, that was probably the most people I've ever seen at Smith's that was know,
7: crazy so but it wasn't just everybody wasn't just there for us everybody no 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 for every everybody yeah. everybody, yeah. everybody yeah. stuck around like you have your typical smoker kids like hey go smoke typical cigs during our kid. set yeah Dan would say that like, God, would... and like everybody stuck around like in between sets they'd go outside everybody back in uh-huh. full
4: crowd again I actually started saying that after our days because I, I remember looking out you could see oh, um, yeah, yeah. And,
7: you could almost smoke well, the there, cig with them
4: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there would be there, like, a ton of people smoking cig like people that, like we knew in there. the scene smoking cigarettes for <laughs> the set and I'm like okay cool so I started making it a point whenever I would promote our shows mm-hmm. to make sure to say that take a smoke break during Facebook, our yeah. shit during our shit stay for Lenore or stay for a Standard Bottle or mm-hmm. Suck, smoke a cigarette during our yeah. set. Yeah, oh, did you guys notice that when
2: we called it quits, the scene started getting better? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we fucking hate yeah. you. Yeah, it's all skies, yeah. but
4: even yeah, yeah, this yeah.
5: yeah. We're,
0: <laughs> we were so outside sources, we were so make. ready yeah. for you guys yeah. to go we're we're like, like a shitty ex
4: girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are yeah, things came out. around a lot, they were pretty cool. Kind of thing. Thing. Yeah, but yeah, that that farewell show, we had like you said, it was like 300, something there um had-
1: I didn't even get to see it. I had to leave early. Gross. You Some fucking fuck loser. Mm-hmm. Because you were late.
4: No, I was... I you left leave early. early <laughs> you were late. Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> okay. But yeah, we had...
0: <laughs> he said okay. We had a ton of watching
4: the other bands play as well, but... Uh, what... I... It was kind of surreal to me, watching all these other bands. It's like, after each band, I was like, "Wow, I'm one band closer to this thing being done." Uh-huh. That was kind of how it felt. That's um, how I felt too. Also, I should also mention that uh, John and Kayla announced their pregnancy at that show.
6: Yeah, sure did. Gonna be a daddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now she's four months. What's up?
4: <laughs> What's up?
6: Yeah. And then it wasn't too long after that. I think you guys. She's like know. Kevin Hart, she's talking about when he saw my He's like, "Always oh, like." <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the truth? Hell yeah. Because, <laughs> like, their neck ain't strong yet.
5: They, they don't know how to.
6: They can't, they can't, like, hold it up for too long. But so, like, I'll, like, call her. Or I'll, like, I'll have my phone over here. And, her. and kids are attracted to light. They, uh-huh. they, 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 they love screens. So, if, like, the screens are actually like... <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, dude.
7: So it's
6: so funny. It's funny that we're. Being out. a dad's cool sometimes. Yeah. It's pretty uh, rad.
7: Uh, but yeah, uh, you're the only one of us that has kids. I am. Yep. Yeah, I think you should we, keep you know, it that way. I don't it's think anyone else should. we of us are married, like no. when we all first started the band. None, None of us, us were married. married we were no. all in a relationship, but like. As time progresses, it's like we're we're more adults than we thought we were. Mm-hmm. We all get older, shit. An adult as yes. Yes. I
1: want to see Dan as a dad. Like I hate this town. I hate Daddy, you, Dan. Dan, never to be a dad. Know, know, it's the last thing the
6: is pretty small. Do you think she can handle it? I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Like talking to a little man, baby, being like, you, you don't give a shit about me, man. Wait, if she had a kid,
2: would it be the same size as her? I mean, she's, she's that small. Tiny girl. <laughs> you be surprised. It's
4: hilarious seeing photos of us. I'm a full foot taller than my girlfriend. So let's get back
0: to this yeah. last show.
4: Yeah. So um, we're just kind of in anticipation. <laughs> we finally get up there, and I, I don't know how the floor didn't bl- break from under us during that. It's, uh, it, we only played six songs, really, but it felt. Uh, elongated. I well like I remember
7: I when we were done too, everybody was like one more song. Uh-huh. We don't have another song. <laughs> yeah. So let's play the new one again one more uh-huh. time yeah. and then we like botched it worse than the first time. <laughs> like everybody was still digging the fucking
0: Yeah it out didn't even matter man. We
7: were yeah, I mean, Nobody then... nobody had a reference source to know what it sounded <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah sounds great. Yeah it was it was kind of surreal playing
4: all that but everybody was losing their mind. I mean what people that we could see because the stage lights were on
7: us right Right. Justin Rakowski called that song P-I-O-U because the first riff, and then, you yeah. know, he was, I don't know. <laughs> Shout out to Jay Rakowski. P-I-O-U. P-I-O-U. Yeah, we, <laughs> somebody we,
4: we got done playing. We got done playing. K-I-O. Talking to us about it. Couldn't believe that the band was really over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the literal snort of you. <laughs> <I
1: view. laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's awesome. roll back, man. Damn, he's gonna have to fucking listen to this shit like later. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome okay. We're
6: gonna
4: cut that, or cut or that out. We're
1: gonna cut that out. There's a lot of shit I'm gonna have to cut <laughs> out.
4: <laughs> For cutting out. Alright, so damn the show is over. The show
0: the show is over.
4: And per usual, you get off stage, everybody's saying hi to you. And, you know, we're really just talking to our fans about, you know, all, all the great times we'd had in the band. But mm-hmm. then it became, all right, so now what are we going to do? <laughs> uh, before we had even gotten to the farewell show, I think all of us or maybe not all of us but most of us already had another band either in the works or had already formed one Mm -hmm. Um, so i guess we can talk a little bit about that in particular why don't we start with uh, gun hands um,
3: after we quit, I just started doing my own thing. And Mitch would help me out with kind of phrasing. So I was going for a darker, because I had quit the first time and went into death metal. Mm-hmm. And that's been my niche ever since I started playing guitar. And I saw a black fire Murder when I was 13 years old. I was like, I want to play shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's always been my forte, is fast-paced tech riffs. And I just started writing, like, really dark atmospheric tech metal and he would help me arrange them with drum parts and i just asked him like do you just want to do this with me mm-hmm. and we just started writing at my house and uh we got to the point where we started writing we got we had a good portion of a song to try finding other members and Truman there had just parted ways with perilous and we asked him if he would be interested in helping out with writing and stuff and you I was like do you have any other members and I was like well I can ask Zach Farr and they were both in Master Repulsive together back in the the beginning of the scene when Mm -hmm. we were taking off and playing shows and I remember I was just like okay these guys are both out of my league I'm just going to try to impress them and see if they want to play with me and in one day we made a song and posted it on the internet and i was like we made a new band and here we are we just made this today here you go Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it kind of took off like wildfire because it's weird it's like a joke band that's not a joke band Mm -hmm. it's like we make songs about video games yeah (laughs) that's what we really do we just eat a bunch of taco bell and play video games eat pizza talk about craft beer and and play magic riveting stuff what yeah, all, uh, it's just, <laughs> we, we formed a band, and then we took off like wildfire, which is the hardest thing to do,
4: period, to start a band, like I just
3: reformed gun hands. Yeah.
4: Uh, hell yeah. So, uh, all right, so then, uh, I'm not sure how soon you got into it, but uh, talk about Nautilus a little bit.
7: Um, so oddly enough i got a random phone call from a guy named nick white jr he's in the humanity level uh kind of threw me off guard and he's like i'm starting a band with uh, terrell nye uh which terrell hadn't been in a band since like chapel hill tragedy like aka like Jesus. 2007 mm-hmm. maybe even earlier uh so i'm like fuck it i'm not in the band anymore and it's they wanted to do like a giant metalcore style you know deal and that's like my roots uh and I thought I'd give it a shot we went through a lot of member issues Uh, we tried out a drummer he didn't work out Um, and then Nick White wanted to play drums then he switched to guitar and then he decided that he didn't want to leave humanity level so he stayed with humanity level Um, so we moved forward and now our solidified lineup is Terrell Myself, Devin Nyers on guitar, who was of of Earth, formerly. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're still a band, but they don't really play very much. And then Brandon Moore played for Chapel Hill Tragedy for a little bit. He's our drummer. And then our bass player is Jake Neese, formerly of The Burial. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of like a nice little powerhouse lineup. Um, We've been taking our time writing and trying to see where things have gone. It's almost been a year. We've got about five tracks fully done we were going to try and play a show here in March but um, we don't think it's going to go down like that mm-hmm. yeah and I think we're just going to take more time to write and, you know there's no sense in rushing it we just want to make sure everything's solidified you know we're, I'm doing the production myself uh, mixing and mastering there's no sense in rushing it uh, we want that final product to be you know where we want it right. we have merch and our, our CDs and everything before we even step foot on a stage um, so things are going cool with that it's it's like if you took like periphery Miss May I for today any of that old school metalcore and, like, blended it with like North Lane all that new gen aggressive mm. stuff so it's kind of cool you've got like catchy hooks and like melodies that are going on vocally with you know some heavy hitting riffs and then you know clean parts it's just it's just different so I think it'll uh, appeal to a lot of different audiences so we're excited to get that going
0: I'm excited about it be cool uh, John
7: what have you been up to? <laughs> oh for me?
6: Sorry I was just thinking about
4: Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> that, too. that too. Good point.
6: Um, for me, I'm still doing my business. Uh, still so have to lose weight, gain muscle, whatever if you want to call it your life. And then uh, besides that, I'm just focused on my family, being a dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at houses right now, so it, His budget's four hundred uh, grand. <laughs> Jesus. My budget was two seventy for a minute. It's pretty high. Um, Jesus Now uh looking on the Little, little and Save some money I want to get Some nice cars And stuff too, And be able you to You get load. a
7: nice ass house for 100 grand dog
6: I mean, uh, Depending on what You want <laughs>
7: yeah.
6: It depends on no, Where too If you too. A
3: garage You're not going To get it no, got so i got, got a two car garage yeah, For 88 88
6: for me For two combined Yeah, true. But that's what
7: I want to mm. Oh, we got
6: to. You'll find them, but they're rare and they get bought quick. Yeah. So you have any music stuff coming up? So music? Not really. Any interest? I mean, yeah. It, it's it's always gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've reached out to people here a couple times. But uh, nothing's super solidified or anything like that. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of more focused on myself and uh, growing my family and uh, priorities yeah, for sure. Uh, like I definitely want to grow my business so mm-hmm. it's like like bands are one thing, but like, I want to have money to support my family. Exactly. Yeah. And my future endeavors, like I want to travel the world, just like anybody else does. So. Right. That's pretty much where I'm at.
1: And that's it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dan.
6: Yeah, I mean,
3: mostly. <laughs> <So be laughs> <it>. Last question.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so Is
0: there
5: it.
6: any I possibility of
0: a
7: reunion show down the road? Oh, okay. I asked this Dan the first still time. Has to talk about his band. It?
3: No, that's all right. No.
1: we want to know Dan's band too. No, I don't. The Dan <laughs> band. The Dan Band.
4: Dan right Dan
1: Band. All right, so it's our band.
4: God, um, I'm in a band called So Be It. Um, we're actually playing a show tonight um, at a skate park, which is about the most pop up thing I can think of.
0: <laughs> so I <laughs> hate to party. tell you this, but no one's gonna hear that. But like when this comes you
4: know? out, I know no, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, Duh. but uh.
0: Fucking knew that. Hey, why don't you go to sleep again, bud? I'm Why don't you take another okay, nap? Okay,
1: listen, there was a Jesus. bug in my eye and I was trying to suffocate <laughs> it. <That's laughs> some dad asshole. shit right there. Jesus. He's gonna go take a 30 minute shit
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me call your mother. I want this to finish so I can piss. I'm gonna piss Alright, right. so let's so, we'll see.
4: Alright, so, anyways, um, right after we had a conversation about breaking up, I talked to my buddy Alec. About starting a pop punk band, He He'd kind of getting tired of even the score. Uh, he and uh, Chuck both joined the band. We had a little bit of trouble trying to get drummers to stay with us. Uh, it took a year. It was kind of a bitch to get that thing off the ground, but we finally did. We played our we played our first show about a month ago. That went over really well. Uh, we played with Oh Pardon Me, and uh, this show will be playing with Oh Pardon Me again. Uh, but things have been really positive so far, and I uh, can't wait to mm-hmm. keep playing shows and maybe get some more merch and we'll see where this thing goes. But I'm really happy to be playing pop punk again, which is my thing.
0: Hell yeah! So we got everybody's.
1: Mitch is in gun hands with me. That's true. I said that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it I sucks. Many drums have had. It sucks that skies beneath us had to end, but at the same time three new bands came from it mm-hmm. it's like yeah. it's really cool
4: and all of them equally as shitty so there's <laughs> that
0: and just know. for the record
4: I all I'm a little conceited about my band my band's yeah
7: we're taking that I'm, extra I'm time. I'm about reason. that shit, dude.
4: <laughs> just for the record. though, I've loved the shit out of all you guys. Yeah, I love you too, yeah. buddy. Mm, uh, but man. as far as a Skies Beneath Us reunion... I don't know. Um, Probably not right the, now. The thing is that... Time's not right. Part of the reason that the band even broke up in the first place was scheduling. Mm-hmm. We talked about that ad nauseum. Right? I still
7: don't know how to play all that
4: shit. But... Um, you know if things ever work out again where our lives kind of line up again where we could even consider doing a reunion show even Mm -hmm. then I think everybody in the band would be at least open to the idea but
0: for
4: right now I think we're all pretty well focused as we should be on our Denver, so right.
0: Trying to get everything off the ground.
7: Fair enough. Who's up for some Chinese? <laughs> Who's up <laughs> <wants> some Chinese? I <laughs> want some Chinese.
0: So there you have it. There is the end of Skies Beneath Us. And I am
1: not doing this a third time. Yeah. <laughs> it was longest interview ever. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah fucking awesome. So oh, it was longer before. Yeah, it Very was. Two minutes shorter than the last one. <laughs> oh, sweet. All right. It's still longer. the right. I guess that's the time where we hit that space
7: bar. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, thank you for listening to Teuton Junkies. My name's Nick, and my name is Chris. Like and us on just... Facebook, Instagram, all. All that Dude. crap
7: wait no hold on
2: hold on